Hello and welcome to the first ever edition of the Amber and Blue Rugby Podcast. My name's James. And my name's Jimmy. Um, so basically what we want to do with this podcast is keep you guys informed of everything happening on and off the field at Warminster Rugby Club. Now given that COVID-19 has affected a lot of things in the last few months, I think it's important today that we're going to cover how C19 has affected senior rugby. But before we get into that, uh, let's do a quick introduction about ourselves. Okay, so just so you guys get to know, we're going to do talk about ourselves, just uh, what our current roles in the club are, and then we can move on to the current news. So we'll go with you first if you want, James. So um, do you want to let us know what your current role at the club is at the moment? Yeah, so I'm a, a level two coach, um, and I'm presumably looking after the seconds um, for the upcoming season. Uh, so just really, you know, trying to pass on a few skills and drills and uh, develop the players that, that we've got in the club at the moment. Uh, fantastic taking some leadership into the second 15 it's great to see uh how did you get involved with the club then yeah so um so i'm in the army and i am uh well this is gonna be a slightly long story but bear with it so i dislocated my elbow uh a a number of years ago now uh and sadly it's the second time i've dislocated it uh not not playing rugby uh doing some doing some army stuff um but the army pretty much said if it goes again then that's you know that's almost uh you know, game over. Yeah. Um, but I still wanted to be involved in the cl- uh, in you know the game of rugby. Um, so I looked at doing my level two two coaching qual. Uh, I did it up in Scotland uh, when I was based up there, and then I got posted down to Warminster, oh probably around September time. Uh, and then a couple of months after that, um, I was playing a bit of touch rugby uh, with uh, Claire and Muir, who are you know both attached to the army as well. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, you know, you you know, you guys uh, from Warwick's Rugby Club, do you, are you in need of a coach?" They said yes, and they uh, they put me in touch. And I haven't looked back. And here you are now. <laughs> yeah, and here I am now, host, co-hosting a rugby podcast. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that sounds nasty, the elbow. But um, I'm pretty sure when you're doing the touch rugby. Uh, your employers weren't aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, the elbows, it's absolutely fine for doing what it needs to do. It's yeah. just uh, on the rugby pitch, so it's probably a slightly heightened risk of... Um, yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Again, again. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's not pleasant. It's probably the second worst joint in your body to, to pop out, oh. being the worst. So oh, it, it's, yeah, it's not quite like shoulders... Because they're so mobile, the, the road back is, is quite good. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the risk with elbows is that they, you actually lose all range of movement in them. Oh, gosh. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky that it's happened twice and I've got full range of movement back. To my <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound nice to things. No. It's cool, we'll move on then. Uh, so what club do you support, apart from Warminster, of course? Uh, well, yeah, aside from Warminster, um, uh, I'm probably getting a lot of hate for this, but I'm actually a Saracen supporter. Uh, and, and before people start crucifying me, <laughs> I think I should put out there that the first Saris game I went to was in 1998, um, when they moved into Vicarage Road alongside Watford, uh, and that's about you know it's about a 10 minute walk from my parents' house. Yeah, fair. Um, so you no, know, I've, I've stuck with them through thick and thin. And actually, do you know what I was thinking about with all the you know relegation stuff? You know, if I don't stick with them through that stuff, you know, why on earth do you deserve to support them during the good times as well? So. Of course, yeah. I think looking at next year, to be fair, there's a lot of loyal guys with Saracens, like your own Farrells, your Jamie Georges, they're all going to stick with them. So that, that's fantastic to see as well. But it also helps out with the Lions and <laughs> the Lions tour yeah, and yeah, playing yeah. the championship. So no, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they get on, actually. Um, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll find it quite easy and get back in the Prem. Yeah, sure. Let's hope so. Yeah. Cool. So if you weren't doing rugby, so weren't coaching rugby, uh, what would you be doing instead? Oh, well, this is quite quite a, you know, 
you know what what would you not be doing i don't know probably probably be in the pub um you know uh, so getting slightly older now i'm not i'm not really you know i've done my time drinking you know your wkds and you know all that kind of stuff but i'm i'm getting a bit more of a you know nice pint of ale and and relaxing enjoying some of the good weather down there. a more matured uh, alcohol drinker shall we say yeah more matured but not wiser i wouldn't say I'm wiser so that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's, we've got, that's you, that's you, James, in your five questions. Um, do you want to ask four questions? You missed one. Oh, there, four. I can't count. <laughs> cool. That's fine. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to stick with four? Or uh, do you do we'll, the fifth we'll ask the fifth question because I missed it out. So okay. this is probably the best one anyway. So your favorite rugby yeah. me- memory? Uh, so favorite rugby memory. Um, I was extremely lucky. Uh, to get tickets to the Rugby World Cup final in 2015. Oh, wow. Um, and so we were sitting uh, between the try line and the 22. Nice. Uh, and then, you know, when Sonny Bill gave his medal to the kid in the crown, yeah, whatever yeah. it was, that was, like, we were in the middle tier. That was, like, just below where we were. Oh, I wasn't giving it to you then. Um, didn't, you didn't give it to you then? No, <laughs> sadly. I was trying. <laughs> um, but the... You know, I came out of that game and just thought, I will never again see a live game of rugby of that, you know, that quality and that importance. Every yeah. Day. So it was, it was happy, but also, you know, a little bit like, oh man, you know, I've, I've peaked in terms of watching. It's rugby, like the so. pinnacle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I got tickets for um, the third and fourth playoff. I think that was the Argentina South Africa game. Mm. Uh, that was a great game. But like you say, it, yeah. it is the moments like that which you know, why you, why you love rugby and why you enjoy it. So yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I must say that, that, you know, I paid for those tickets. It wasn't, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, someone, some kind person tapping on the shoulder, but yeah. it was, you know, worth every penny. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like a great memory. Yeah. Cool. So Jimmy, so let's find out a bit more about you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I'll come right back at you pretty much for the same questions. So what's your involvement in the club? So uh, at the moment I'm the club captain. Uh, I've been in my position for the last three seasons now. Uh, for that, really, I was second team captain. So I've been involved in the club quite a while. But, um, yeah, currently uh, leading on the club captain side of it, helping develop the squads and helping the, with the coaching team as well. Yeah, sure. And how, how did you get involved? I was roped in as a 17-year-old. Uh, <laughs> turned up to a training session. My my, my mates were currently playing in the Colts. That, sort of, my dad was in the army, so we moved to Warminster. Some of my friends playing the Colts took me up. Uh, there wasn't a Colts team of such, so I ended up playing senior rugby at 17. Uh, and then, ever since then, I've been a Warminster boy, just come, uh, doing what I can, playing when I can for the club. Yeah, sure. Had you played rugby before your mates dragged you along, or was it? Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, I was uh, in the army, never really got, without being in the army, never really got a chance to like settle at a club or do any sort of sport mm. at a club. So, most of my rugby was at school. Um, I did play rugby at university as well at the same time but yeah mainly my first real experience with rugby was at 17 playing senior rugby so which which was pretty good sweet and if you uh, well i'll rephrase that (laughs) so other other than warminster which club do you support so um as you can tell i'm I'm from a deep welsh town now i'm I'm actually i am (laughs) i am actually welsh um with with uh, family circumstances, I've lived in England most of my life. But I'm from uh, Lethley, which is obviously the home of one of the best rugby teams, possibly in the world, of the Lethley Scarlets. So they're my team. Uh, uh, and every time I go back home, uh, always go watch them and always get retailed by some of the stories from the old play- ex-players because granddad's fortunate enough to have an ex-players membership. So we get to meet a lot, 
get to talk to a lot of the ex-players and retells the stories of the All Blacks game and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really love the club. Uh, it's one of my passions as well, watching them. Nice. Nice. And if you, you know, if you weren't turning out for the amber and blue on a Saturday, what, <laughs> what would you be doing? Uh, probably drive, drive my wife crazy. Uh, I've tried my hand at other sports, played a bit of cricket. All right, but doesn't doesn't have the same feel for me. Uh, so I would say if I'm not if I'm not at the club, I'm I'm either going away, uh, camping, hiking, something like that. A bit of adventure, but nothing too scary. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, to be honest, your answer makes me sound a bit like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love so. I love a few beers as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good, good. Um, and what's your favourite rugby memory? Um, I has to be my has to be playing wise. Um, I obviously got mem- memories of watching rugby, but um, yeah, playing my first senior game for the for Warminster, it was a uh, an old fashioned friendly for second fifteen at Froome. We had twelve players, they had thirteen players, and it was just one of those games where. Everything that could go wrong would go wrong. Uh, people just all over the place, uh, and yeah, just really good, just really good memories and enjoying that sort of, you know, camaraderie from the players and just having a good time on the pitch. Welcome back to the Amber and Blue podcast. Uh, now you've got to know myself and James. We're going to talk about a few things about the club just to keep you all updated uh, on what's happening around the club and any changes that you may need to be aware of. So, firstly, we're going to go on talking about the club through the COVID times. So, um, obviously, James, the league, uh, the league, and the fixtures finishing early was quite disappointing. But I think best the best decision. Mm. Yeah, I, I think as you know, as as we've seen, COVID has been like a real threat to, to the United Kingdom, and you know, a lot of things like sport pale into insignificance when when you look at you know how many people have died and, and yeah. got sick. Um, so I think it's a really understandable decision, but I think you know what what certainly what you and I think we've seen over the last few weeks as we started to do a bit of you know COVID restriction compliant training is that there's a, a huge appetite to get back to playing rugby. Definitely, yeah. I think with that, as the players of, uh, it's almost like you're missing what you have and you don't appreciate it, so it's gone sort of thing. So yeah, definitely our guys are coming back, wanted to train. So obviously when we've put some fitness step stuff on and hopefully as, as we get through the recovery of COVID, we can start, um, you know, enhancing our training, but, um, uh, that's hmm. all positive stuff. Like you say, I think the, I think the RFU called it at the right time. It was before any of the, you know, before the major breakout. So I think it sort of, uh, helped the battle of COVID in its own way there. So that was quite, you know, it's quite good. Um, so obviously we've, um, letting the listeners know obviously our leagues have been announced now so for the first 15 and for the second 15 that both the leagues have been announced with the dates down but to be confirmed um obviously the league structure this season to start off with will it will be like a um a conference like a like a cluster of local clubs so for example the first 15 will play westbury melksham trowbridge Froome, chippenham all within the radius of, sort of 20 miles home and away before they even look at the other teams in that league what are your thoughts on that? To be honest, I think it's a really good idea um, in that, you know, if you, if you still remember that COVID's still a threat and is, is not going anywhere, yeah. you know, the more you can keep things local, I, I think it's a really, you know, great idea to stop any potential spread, I'm not saying there will be. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also a real opportunity to test your metal. There's some, you know, really decent clubs that both the, the ones and twos are going to be playing in the local area. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it will. I think it'd be quite exciting as well. It might just you know enhance a bit of local rivalry. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And you know it, it. I think the what success really looks like for the RFU is people playing rugby again. Uh, but I think you know success for the amber and gold. It, success for the amber and blue is you know sticking one over the local rivals. Definitely, and I think that's I think that's exciting. I'm looking at the fixtures and I'm like. Being an old, being you know, a warming to the boy for the last sort of you know ten plus years, looking at oh Westbury away, oh Melksham at home, and then Drobridge away. It's like pack, bang, 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 bang. So hopefully that will you know in turn get the appetite of the players back. They see they got you know you know that's not just our club, that's any club around. Seeing you know you've got your local derbies coming up, home and away. You 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 know you're going to get your players back in wanting to do it. But then like you say, it's it's all local. It's all five ten minute trips. To, 20 minute trips and you're not you're not having to battle with people being unavailable because oh we're, it's an hour and a half away and, yeah, I'm, yeah, and I'm, in, I'm injured this week now but yeah, um, yeah. no I, I think that that's that's going to look really good that's going to be I think that's going to be very positive uh, and you know from what I see so far it should be uh, it should make the return to rugby that bit more tasty if we like yeah absolutely and I think the you know that that coupled with you know, people getting out of the house for the first time, having been locked down for three, four, five, however many months. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's a real, rugby is a real opportunity for people to either get back into something that maybe fell a bit by the wayside. Yeah. Or, or attract new players as well. Yeah. And I mean, for that, you've got, you got teams that are coming back, uh, players that want to come back and play rugby because obviously, you know, they've realised, oh, they've been locked down, they've realised they're missing it or, you know, life's too short, should we say, and we want to get back involved. So we've had a lot of guys talking as well. So that, that's quite positive. Um, yeah. And from the RFU point of view, obviously, um, looking at reading some of the stuff they've been sending out, um, they're going to be making redundancies. They're going to be cutting funding to some of the, you know, the county stuff, the player aspiration, the sort of southwestern twenties, the England counties route. So we're quite lucky, really, to have to have these league fixtures and have rugby still on at our level. So I'm I'm hoping that um, it gets the sort of applause and the uh, recognition for players coming back and playing that it deserves. To be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, it, it's really sad that people are being made redundant. Mm. Uh, and you know, one of the ways back is that we have a healthy, thriving league yeah. that is, you know, can be expanded quite quickly. So, so I think I think what we're really saying here, Jimmy, is the the best way to battle COVID and help the RFU is to play rugby. Yeah, or play rugby for Warminster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's really important to remind uh, those that are listening that we're still at stage B of the yeah. RFU's plan. And, you know, the, the irony in this is that people, I'm not saying Warminster is one of these, but clubs who are rushing to get back to playing rugby, who are doing contact and they're, you know, they're breaking the two metre rules and yeah. all that kind of stuff. All that's doing is delaying the start of rugby yeah. because, you know, you're potentially spreading the virus again. So kind of the more we grit our teeth and stick to these social distance measures, the yeah. quicker we'll be back playing rugby. So I think Yeah, that's, really that's, that's an important point. And I think on the back of that, um, the only reason that we're doing any form of training is because there's an appetite for it. Uh, and we're looking at the fitness side of everything anyway. Um, and to be honest, as a club, I feel we have a responsibility not to let, if we, if, if we, if we host training sessions, at least we can make sure that the players that are training are compliant. And if, if mm. we don't host anything, some of the guys might come down, you know, instantly enough in groups or in larger groups and, you know, potentially cause the spread in the club. So I think as a club, we are having, to, we're delivering sessions for, you know, for the right reasons, rather than, like you say, trying to get a, a leg up on the opponents. Obviously, moving on from that, as as the league's coming out, 
we've obviously discussed that these are provisional dates are you know say in september but we you know we could know very well it could be november december or even january depending on how we get recover from this but some really good news to come out of it as well is that we allowed to open the clubhouse or you know pubs but we call our clubhouse uh reopening um mm. what you're obviously for from me it's a great um social point of view for getting people back up the club but obviously um building that community spirit again what are your thoughts on the clubhouse opening so I, I think it's a really important part of of how we get back to playing rugby. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as, as part of my job, I study things like how high performance teams get better. Yeah. Uh, and you know, going back to something we talked about earlier, Saracens. You know, the reason they are so ignore the financial irregularities, <laughs> but but the reason they are as good as they are is because of the culture. Yeah. And and part of the culture is you know having a pint with your mates you know, getting to know each other. And at some point in that process, you know, in the back of your mind, you go, this guy's, you know, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to dig out blind for him. I'm going to work as hard as I can. And, you know, the clubhouse is fundamental to that process of, you know, getting to know your mates, getting to know who's a good bloke, getting yeah. to know who perhaps isn't. <laughs> um, and, and actually there are tangible effects on the rugby pitch as well. Yeah. And as well, you know, if there's a few quid behind the bar, then you know, there's funds available for the club to, to improve things as well. Yeah, I think that's that's an important thing to touch upon. I think, you know, although it's great, like you say, we're having that sort of camaraderie and building, you know, team spirit. I think like for us as a club as well, and not just us, other clubs around us, having that clubhouse shut, loads of clubs missing their end of season presentations, any sort of quizzes or, you know, social events they hold on there, they've had to lose that income. So even if it's just opening and you know for us seven or eight people turn up throughout the afternoon socially distancing putting a couple of quid behind the bar just helps that whole recovery for us Uh, and i feel like you know with absence you know when 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 something's taken from you you want you you, you, when it comes back it feels that much better and the thing that on saturday after train after you know a fitness training session sitting on that sitting on a bench or sit standing you know with your mates obviously with the distancing in place but it's nothing better than that, you know. That's a that's a dream day for me. Sitting yeah, yeah. sitting in the club, standing in the club, with a pint in your hand, enjoying it. So I'm glad it's back. I'm hoping um, the measures that the club, to be fair, what Glenn and Richie have done is, you know, there's nothing, there's no place safe in that clubhouse. It's you know marked out. It's safe. It's cleaned. Uh, yeah. So I've hope long live it. Long hope it continues on that side of it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm not going to lie. The first time I had a couple of points down there, they went straight to my head. <laughs> yeah, so my missus was not pleased because I went home and then just uh, slept the rest of the afternoon. So <laughs> I got, I got, I got a bit of a telling off on the first weekend, especially, <laughs> especially that Lily's mango now on tap. So I'll get, yeah. I hit that a bit harder than I should off. Nice. Maybe we'll get there as a potential sponsor. Yeah, well, we'll need to. I think before we, we'll probably put them before we keep them going. I expect uh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of boys love it, so we'll see. The club at the moment is doing a club Bronco test, <laughs> which uh, you had the pleasure of watching on Saturday, James, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's always a uh, interesting show. <laughs> so we've got a top twenty leaderboard at the moment that is going to run now until well, I, I reckon pretty much until the season starts. Even maybe keep going because it's a it's a fun thing to do. Well, it depends on your definition of fun, I think. I think there'll be some uh, people that disagree with you there. But... Yeah, well, I say fun. It's, uh, it keeps you keeps you. I mean, going. it's good for you. It's good for you. There's, yeah. There's no denying that. So um, what we want to do is 
we want to open it up to the whole club, don't we? So um, yeah. I know I know the under 15s have been slogging away at it. I know the Pink Panthers are doing some stuff. So what I'm asking, what I'm asking you guys um, that you're listening, any of you co- age grade coaches, get those scores into us. Uh, challenge the senior players because at the moment they think they're they think they're the bees knees. If you can challenge senior players, and we'd love to see some of the under 15s, under 14s, some of the Pink Panthers in that top 20. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. So 100%. yeah, I know I, I I know of one that got under six minutes. So he he Oof. would def, he would definitely be in that top twenty. So I hope he gets his score submitted to us so we can put it on there. Yeah, let's um, just make sure Tomo's measures out the pitch correctly. Yeah, so we might have to find someone who has got who's got a bit of longer legs than Tomo. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, I I'm taking I'm taking that what he's done on Saturday is 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 a, is spot on because I got quite a good score. So I'm happy. Yeah, with that. okay, yeah, classic. Yeah, <laughs> classic, classic fly-off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, guys. That's the first episode of the Amber and Blue podcast. Obviously, within the podcast, we've hoping to inform you of everything that happened in the rugby club, and we hope we've been giving you the information that you need. So any feedback you have, get in touch through social media, um, see us at training, just let us know what your thoughts are. So next episode, obviously this one was focused mainly on the senior side of rugby, so we've got a mini and junior and pink panther feature. We're going to be having special guests on to talk all things about rugby in the junior section and how they've got through the COVID. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. And hopefully speak to you all soon.